Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. An unprecedented time here in the Cowboys trajectory as we open up our number one of the G-Bag Nation on a disappointing Cowboys Monday here on 105.3. The fan, let's discuss at the truckwreck.com. Fan text is open. The chat on YouTube and Twitch uh, are open a- as well. And we'll do some phone calls a little bit later on. There's Brian Broaddus from our Cowboys scout NFL executive. Was doing a heck of a job last night uh, on the postgame show along with Zach Wolchuk, who made an unprecedented move. Uh, to to at least take one foot, maybe both feet off of the Dak Dak Prescott uh, bandwagon or or train, whichever uh, you will. I thought that was very interesting. There's Eric Chiafalo. You have Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup. Carter Freeman's coordinating that video. I'm Gavin Dawson along with you. We are the G-Bag Nation. I didn't see this until this afternoon, but last night after the game, the official Cowboys account tweeted, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. That's the official Cowboys account. I think what's really unprecedented here is more and more people now considering the idea that maybe Dak's not the guy for now or, or into the future. And that's where we are left is once again, the Cowboys season is over and welcome into the show. Good, but not good enough. Yeah kind of where we're at right now there yep you know uh man it, it's it it it's kind of one of those things you go through on a monday night and we were all came in here on tuesday morning and like man, best game he's ever played you know you just start to talk about all the things that you saw in the game and then yesterday it reverts back to the things that you've seen before with him and i think that's the the issue and i know in the post game i i, I was surprised too that wolchuk you know, it just, I think, very honest, very yeah. honest about. And I think, you know, there's a lot of folks that are Cowboy fans out there. And I know in the post game we had guys that called in, gals that called in, that were like, you know, hey, I'm, I, I can't apologize for him anymore. Hmm. I can't apologize for the quarterback anymore. Are you feeling like that out there? The, the text is open at 877-881-1053. You just decided to go for it last night, huh, Wolchuk? It's two years in a row. You have a chance – to go have the legend drive, go cement your legacy, you know, go win the game for your team in the playoffs, and you're not able to do it. And and I love Dak. Dak's a great human being. Dak's everything you want as the face of your franchise. Uh, Dak's a tremendous leader. He's got all the intangibles, and we've seen the good from Dak. Last week we saw, okay, this is a quarterback that can do it. He can perform on the biggest stage in the playoffs. I know people will talk about the opponent, but now it, it, it's the inconsistency. You've got to know what you're getting week to week if you want to be a legitimate Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And I think when it's gut check time and when it really just became apparent is you get the ball back, there's three minutes to go, and now it's time to go and do it. And in my cowboy heart and soul, 
I didn't think it was going to happen. Boy, yeah. were you right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had the same feeling. I was like, the, I mean, the, the entire second half, especially after Tony Pollard went out, it just it wasn't the same, uh, you know, sort of Cowboys offense that we've seen move the ball almost on, on command. You know, I also want to point at the front office, you know, the, the players, the, the front office, the coaching staff, they're all up for evaluation yeah. right now. I think the coaching staff did a good enough job for sure. I, I think the quarterback played, you know, as, as about he's gone, you know, throughout his career. But, you know, who do you have in the NFC title game? It's Brock Purdy against Jalen Hurts. And I'll take Dak against either of those guys. It is a team sport, okay? And I, 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 I think the team is letting everybody down by not doing enough around Dak and playing this damn salary cap game. And before we get too far into bashing and, and talking about Dak Prescott's shortcomings, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and, and I hear you 100%, but here's the issue why, why I'm running out of those excuses is because he's had that at various stages throughout his entire career. Never has. You never don't has. think so? He's never had a good defense and a good offensive line. At the same yeah. time? Yeah, you know, so so it, it's hard to find a guy that can win like that, right? There's only like three or four of them in the, in the NFL at any given time. So if you want to try to win it without one, then you have to, you have to do more as a front office. Man. Right, yeah. yeah. It's going to be damn I, hard to do that, to find a perfect team for you. At least this next year. Well, that's year. what it seems like the Eagles have found for their guy, and it seems like clearly the Niners have for the their Niners guy. have done yeah. a very good job. Yeah, and yeah. the Eagles have too. The, the, the Eagles, Eagles have, have built a monster, man. Sure, the Eagles have, but you got to get a guy on your rookie contract then, right? Yeah. I, I To me... Well, you just can't treat the quarterback like you have, like he's a Mahomes or a Burrow. I don't know. You, you just destroy your cap. It's yeah. what the Rams that's did. That's what you can't well, do. Well, and, and, yeah. you know, you, you're getting to the point, though, where if... And maybe it's, you know, a theory, but if your quarterback hasn't gotten you to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship or AFC Championship game by the fifth year, you probably don't need to pay him $40 million. Yeah, You're seven that. years yeah. in. That's, last year, yeah. last year he had Amari. He had CD. He had Cedric Wilson. He had Dalton Schultz. He had all the talent around him, right? He might not have had the OC. I, I haven't been a calendar I'm, guy. I'm, I'm to that next. I'm with you there. I'm to that next because I know... Cap wise, I can't move on from him after 2023. And I learned this, Gavin, from being on the show with you, you know, two, three years ago. Like, you know, when we started talking about the evaluation of his quarterback, I was saying, okay, 2022, I'm going to evaluate the coaches. Head coach looks like he's going to keep his job. I'm not so sure about the OC. And we'll get into that later, by the way, okay. why what some of the things are moving on. But I, I'm now to the point where I'm like, listen, I'm willing to say, give me a different OC. And if this OC does not get him turned around or a quarterback coach get him turned around, yeah. now you can move away from this contract because the one of the reasons of him signing a short contract is you can now move on from it. See, so I, that's I, where I and, – and these teams we've seen. After next season. Well, yeah, after next season. But we've seen these teams eat incredible amounts of cap to move on from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We, we, need a, we need a guy who can give him easier to hit targets later on in the play when things start to break down yeah. or a great offensive line. You know, I, I think either one of those things could provide you, but I don't think just, just another offensive coordinator who's about as good as Kellen Moore is going to help Dak Prescott become the player without more help on the football field. You know, it, his rookie year, it was four picks, you know? If you give him enough time to make a ham sandwich back there, he's not going to lead the league in interceptions. You know, so I would just say to the Cowboys, if you want to continue with forward with Dak, that is great. Please just go ahead and build everything for him, okay? And you know, last year what happened by by the time he got to the end of the season, for some reason they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't protect Dak. This year, 
you know, they got they got better at it. And maybe that would have been enough if Tony Pollard hadn't gotten hurt. Um, but I think what Dak Prescott showed in, you know, with three minutes to go is he's not going to be able to put you on his back. So and 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 maybe for a lot of you, it's gotten to a point now where you're looking to try something else because of what happens when you build around a just good quarterback yeah. as if he's a Hall of Famer. There you go. No other position in football you get paid like you're a Hall of Famer if you're above average. With you there. Yeah. And it's it's just huge. You know what it does to your team. Um, and there's there's only so many of them out there. So hopefully the Cowboys are internalizing these lessons today and formulating a different plan, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we really wanted last year was a, a different plan. They gave us about the same thing, tried to execute it better, and ended up in, in pretty much the same place, losing to the 49ers. We do have a lot to talk about. What's your top explanation for why they lost beyond, beyond Dak Prescott playing? I mean, the defense played great. The injury happened. Trayvon Diggs dropped pick. There's a number of yeah. reasons it did not come together for him. Uh, I think the three penalties on the 149ers touchdown drive has mm-hmm. to be about as big as anything. No, that that was killer. I, I think they left some plays out on the field. You know, when you start to talk about, we mentioned the kickoff return that probably could have gone for a touchdown. Oh, that makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, inexcusable. That, that, everybody that were everybody's looking at their TVs going. How would you not take that to the sideline? Yeah. Well, wait till you see the all twenty-two, and you'll wonder that even more. Wow. But you no, puked this morning, didn't you? Oh, you it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't easy to watch. And, and you know, and you, again, you see guys like I'm I no a, a simple simple plays. There were two times that Dalton Schultz had opportunities, and they they complete a huge pass to uh, down to Ceedee Lamb, you know, to get him out of the shadows of their own goalpost. And the very next play, they come back, they throw a pass to to Dalton Schultz. It's going to be about a 11, 12 yard gain, and he just drops it. You know, I mean, there's, you know, it was like right in his hands. He just drops it, and you're like going. That could have been two plays of about 60 yards of field position that you could have got right there. The third and five play, you know, that they tried to throw. If Dak throws the ball earlier, how about Mike McCarthy not going for it on fourth down down there on the 40 yard line? That was oh. another thing. I'm like, why, why, what are you doing here? You're gonna, you know, terrible man. Go ahead. Go ahead, go for it here. Your defense is playing well enough. Go for it here, you know. And there was just there's just too many things that happen in this game where you're where you're it it just sets you back, you know that you you couldn't you couldn't overcome them. Okay, love or hate Dak says the eight one seven. He's a top ten to thirteen quarterback in the NFL. But this is what happens when you don't have a Mahomes ish quarterback. So only other option is to tank and try to get a, a truly elite guy, in my opinion. But that's not realistic. So what do you do? Well, I think it is. You know, if you look at Dak's remaining two years on his contract it's uncuttable it's untradeable he's going to be your quarterback for at least one year probably two more years and what they're going to have to do to stay under the cap is restructure the hell out of that thing to delay the big cap hits for later on and they'll they're going to create voided years at the end of this contract they already have they're just going to keep layering more and more money into that so in two years if you decide that hey this isn't our guy we want to do something else there's going to be a mega dead cap hit coming for you and that would be in t- the season of 2025. And if you decide in that year, we're, we're not going to spend that money, we're going to save it, then a top five pick is coming for you. A top five pick would, would be coming for you at the end of 2025. So if the Cowboys were looking at it like, you know, hey, we want a different quarterback, or let's throw everything we got at it, let's throw the kitchen sink at trying to build the perfect team around Dak the next two years, and if that still doesn't work, then we know right? We did everything for Dak. We built the best team money could buy, 
and he and we still couldn't get it done, then you know, okay, let him go into free agency, let the big cap hit come, have a cap hell year, and we will have a great draft picked opportunity to to go find the next one. You know, I think that's it. We spent a lot of time talking about the things this organization doesn't do right. What you can really boil down the last 25 years to, to me, is you didn't go find a Joe Burrow or a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, right? You went with Tony Romo undrafted and fourth-round quarterback. And I would say the Joneses in the front office have been doing a hell of a job, especially since Will McClay. I mean, the last eight or nine years have been awesome job by the front office, other than people wanting them to be more aggressive in free agency and trades. They've outdrafted most teams. They've out-team built most teams. They, they even made the playoffs a bunch of times with Jason Garrett as their head coach. You know, to me, like the, the deciding factor when you get to this point in the playoffs, and we're seeing it, is how masterful is your quarterback or how perfect is your roster? The Eagles and Niners have made this incredible roster, and the other two teams have GOAT candidate quarterbacks. Those are clearly, you know, the two ways that you could uh, get this thing done. And, you know, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how these next two years go for the Cowboys. Hopefully they have that vision of it right now. Where, but but you, 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 have to be, you have to be thinking that over the last 10 years as well, their model has been this. So you're betting against like a decade-long streak of their team-building philosophy. Let's just make it good enough to get to the playoffs and hope the ball bounces our way when we get there. Right. They even say that. They so, say that on our radio shows. Like We had a caller last night that called in and wanted to blame Jerry. His The, the reasons in which he blamed Jerry were just not, not very good. That's a reason why if you want to blame the Jones family – that would be a relevant one. They don't ever want to fully commit to a rebuild. Or you give the resources, even though it doesn't seem like this is going to work out for San Francisco. San Francisco said, you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be good enough for us to win a Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and give up draft compensation to move up into the top three, get a quarterback that we like, and they took Trey Lance. Now, it seems like they might have found a guy in Brock Purdy that fits what they like to do. Who knows if Trey Lance is the guy. But to your point, the Cowboys have never gone ahead and just committed to, we're going to be in a position to draft a guy number one overall or in the top ten and actually go and get that franchise quarterback. And when you did have that chance, you took a running back at number four. Well, the, the quarterbacks were gone. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, other teams it, it, traded up. You, you didn't even you want took those a guys running back at yeah. four. Yeah, you did. Uh, why didn't Dak run more? The two five four. That's the scary thing. He ran enough. He yeah. ran great, and the offense was still in concrete for so much of the day, and that stinks. Stephen Jones, no interview today with KNC. No presser for Mike McCarthy. Looks like Jerry's not going to be able to be on with Sean and RJ and Bobby tomorrow. Brian, usually they yeah. don't miss chances to talk. Immediately after the season ends, you know, they're going silent a little bit here. What did that mean on the teams that you were on? What, what, what do you read into that? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, you know, this is interesting. And, and thank, yeah, you're, you're, my experience of being on teams, you know, the Joneses always like to have the, they have these end of the season meetings and stuff like that. I just, I'm, I'm just, it, it, it's one of these things where I'm kind of thinking that maybe there's some coaches out there that they don't want to lose. And so now they're going about to get into off-season mode where it's like, listen, we don't have time for this, don't have time for that. Mike McCarthy, I, I'm going to say he's looking at making some staff changes here. Now, whether that's Kellen Moore, whether that, you know, they've got some co- the coaches that, and I don't know all the coaches that are out of contract, 
So I won't speculate on that. But I will say this. I think the fact that they're going into offseason mode right now is there's some coaches out there, potentially offensive coordinators, that they don't want to lose. Hmm. That they don't want. Okay, what if they, they want to be on the phone all day? They, yeah, yeah, they want to make sure that if they have a chance to meet with, you know, uh, you know, with uh, with Hackett, or they want to meet, you know, with Schottenheimer, who's currently on their staff, or they want to meet with uh, Kingsbury, or they want to meet with Frank Reich, or they want to meet. They they're keeping themselves like, okay, if we're gonna do this. Let's get started on this right now. And those guys could get hired away. You know, that's so they, the, they have to be the highly fluid right exactly. now. Maybe they're not yeah. thinking about firing you, somebody, yeah. but they have to be prepared. Right. You cannot go into that Jason Garrett mode. Remember how Jason Garrett sat in his office for an extra week? Didn't want to yeah. leave. Didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. The the Cowboys are to the point now, I believe, that they, you know, and let's see let's see what the connections are here. You know, maybe Mike McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore at the end just weren't getting along well enough. You know, maybe there were some things throughout the year that they and and maybe Mike McCarthy being proactive here and tell him, listen, I'd like to move on, say, from the OC. But he's got guys out there that he doesn't want to lose to other teams. So that's maybe why. And that's my experience okay. from working at those teams. Okay, that, that is interesting thoughts indeed. G back of the day is coming up at 2.30. We're going sports hodgepodge and with Chia follow next. And where are we going, sir? More Cowboys therapy and a fan made the boldest of moves. And I, I really think it paid off. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Nation. G-Bag of the Day is coming up in seven minutes, curated by Lucius Alexander. It's time now for a sports hodgepodge. Here's your guy, Eric Chiafalo. Okay, I was open and honest last week, and I was vulnerable, and I mentioned that uh, there was a time where I uh, had the habit of sneaking junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's into my hoodie and into the yeah. movie theater. Very brave of you. Have you guys, is there is there something that you can remember sneaking food into something, carrying food in your pocket? This is like yeah. Napoleon Dynamite with tater tots in yeah. his pocket. Because we have an NFL fan who has now gone viral. Yeah. And this is pretty special. You snuck a case of beer into Texas Stadium one time in a, in a pair of coveralls. Full you, on full on six pack? Yeah, this Beast. is be, that's twenty four. Yeah, this is yeah, this is before. Are you going twenty four pack? Twenty no, I, I I took the beers out and put the cans in my suit. I wore it was a cold weather game, uh Cowboys, Texas Stadium playoffs in the eighties. Yeah. And I I completely I had the beers in like like a like it was like coveralls like you know when you go hunting camo absolutely yeah, yeah those yeah. big things so i stacked the beers along the legs you just clanking clank, clank, i clanked clank, it all in yeah basically <laughs> snuck a beer a, a case of beer for me and my buddy look at in. you and this was before they used to sell beer at texas stadium 
Yeah. This is how Life long ago that right was. Yeah. Wow. So you were you were the yep. MVP that day. I was. I was clanking along though. You're right. absolutely right. Fantastic. Move. I uh I, I snuck a few beers into a movie once. I was like seventeen years old, and an older brother of a friend, Wade, goes, Hey Dawson, the nose knows. And I was like, Huh? He's like, the nose knows. I'm like, <laughs> he could smell the beer, right? Mm. So he was like, if you're gonna be underage drinking. You need to go into the corner where nobody else can smell you. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's amazing. That is really dangerous. It's a lifelong lesson. <laughs> the nose knows. The nose I, was having, knows. I was like trying to figure out. I was like, okay, I'm trying to follow along here. I don't get it. That Makes is sense. fantastic. That does make a ton of sense. If there is a uh, not an open bar at a wedding, I'm always bringing a flask with, with me. Yeah. Always. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good call. Uh, well, we have a Chiefs fan who was photoed during the game pulling out just a full-on baked potato out of her pocket. Epic. And uh, <laughs> and chomping on that bad boy mid-game <laughs> at Arrowhead Stadium. A baked uh, potato? A yes. full-on baked potato. I can't confirm like that it was loaded or anything. That's what I'm I, saying. I would like loaded? to say there was cheese and sour cream oh, it and, and all sorts of green onions. You could put that in foil, couldn't you? And, and I, I, who knows? Maybe, maybe she, maybe she did. There's not a video of it, but the the Twitter thread alleges that there was no wrapping involved. It was oh. just bare naked baked potato into the left pocket of a female Chiefs fan. And at at just throughout the game, it was it was a, just a bit of a snack. It wasn't even like she just shoveled it in. Okay, now I'm hungry. It's baked potato time. It's like it's a bite. It's back in the pocket. It's a bite. It's oh, back in the that. pocket. And so it went viral. What the hell? And uh, it's just. Do been- they have a lot of pictures ever like taking these bites? They just keep a camera on her and yeah there was there was one fan who was the the main Filmer? culprit yeah uh, it was yeah, a jags was, fan it was a, yeah it was a jags fan it was oh. a jacksonville fan there you go and so but then the potato girl and she's now that on on twitter she's kc potato girl and she responded back to that fan with a photo because she was catching wind that this this Jags fan down the down the aisle was snapping pics at her. So at one point she's got her baked potato and she's like taking a bite of it and she's taking a picture <laughs> with the Jags fan in the background also. And she she tweets that picture out and she says, Hey, I caught you taking my photo as well. But I enjoyed a baked potato and a victory. How about you? So she really ultimately gets the last laugh, but this is not something I'd ever seen before. And the baked potato in the pocket, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty stealthy right there. I love it. Pri- the, like cost of admission, she was sitting up in the nosebleed seats, man. She was having to do whatever she could. So if that means yeah. I got to eat a baked potato in the pocket in order to get through this day, so that I can be at the game and I can afford it, then so dang be it, man. That's brilliant. That's a real the fan. Baked potato is going to keep you energized. You know, it's going to help yeah. soak up some of that booze. It's going to sit carb. in your pocket. It's 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 not going to uh, it's not going to make a mess in there. You know, it's just it's maybe it'll keep loaded, you warm if it's loaded. Oh yeah, you wouldn't want to load it. Wasn't, loaded, you know? I mean, it was just a plain baked potato. You, she's just gnawing on a raw, but not a raw one, but just a potato with nothing on it. I don't even think she had butter, Bronis. Yeah, I think it was just I, a plain yeah. potato. If you're doing, go if with you're the sne- beef sticks or something like that. Beef you, go with some beef sticks and you know, put those in your pockets or something like that. But this, don't, don't this think was on that. potentially a last minute scramble decision. Yeah. Walking out the door, what do oh, I? Ha- so oh, she I got like her fourth, fifth shot, and then decided she's just. I think she was at the tailgate and she was still hungry, but everybody's going to the game, so she took a baked potato off the grill. Pocket this sucker yeah, yeah do you think she put it in her pocket because it was hot to keep her pocket 
hot. Like, She's a Kansas City Chief. That was just going bonus. to Arrowhead. It's also like a hand warmer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Was she using it? She might have had two of those. That she she might have really two potatoes. I got a potato. I got a potato. The versatility of the baked potato. It acts as a first half hand warmer. And, and then, then when a, everything a becomes numb and snack. you start getting a little bit hungry, yeah. you need a little a beer soaker. Here comes the baked potato. Now, Broda, so are you saying that if you were caught in this situation, you would make sure that if the baked potato was in the left pocket, maybe a little pack of butter in the right? <laughs> He's I, having it fully loaded, bro. I, I, Sounds I, like you're bringing chives in the damn air. I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> He's having brisket in one pocket. <laughs> Let me t- I'll tell you what. I, 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 I'm wrapping up food. Heck yeah, yeah I'm wrapping up food. I'm yeah. wrapping up. You know, I could I could put a sliced brisket sandwich with foil in my pocket. I ain't gonna stop you. And, and you know, and, and pull it out. But I, you know, I I think I now there's times where I was so hammered at a game. Yeah, I would have actually put a loaded baked potato in my pocket, not cared. Sure. Let's rock or eating a plain one right out of my pocket. No, I'm not the plain potato. I just can't do that. Come on, shove the if potato you're in your mouth. If you're hammered, no, you know, if you're hammered yeah. enough, but I, I don't know. You do I, it. I, the I'm skin not. could have been salted. You know, maybe. Uh, Gavin, you're not even eating a plain potato. Don't even act like If it. I was hammered at a game, right, I don't want to go to stand in line at a concession and spend $47 for a burger and fries, and I had a baked potato in my pocket, you're damn right I would eat it. 100%. Be nice and fluffy. You just know? just bite into it like just yeah. the skin yeah, and all. Man. Just, yeah, That's yeah. what she did. See, when I when I have a baked potato now, I'll eat the, all the insides, and then I'll pick up the skin and just eat that part, oh, too. I like, oh, yeah. I'm with you on the skin yeah. part, yeah. Soaked up the butter and the salt. And oh, the, oh, well, see, there oh, you go. Oh, oh soak up the butter <laughs> yeah. and the salt. Sounds like Dawson's loading up that baked potato, too, <laughs> yeah. right before he enters the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, if you're but if hammer- I couldn't, if I couldn't. You're, you're damn right. Ooh, I hey, 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 with hey. pride. I mean, honestly, maybe it's going to become a thing. If this is lash dash out the door, maybe you probably think, Hetty Plate, let's go get the little container of bacon bits. And now we have ourselves something that's a little bit more responsible. It's in the it's in the the, the little the little plastic thing. Right. It's not spilling everywhere. They could have done the bacon bits. That'd be the only other audible. I think so. Yeah, a little shake every yeah. bite. Right, right, right. Bite, shake, bite, shake. You'd have been in heaven. Here's Lucius Alexander with the G bag of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, when we last left off, there was a mom that came to visit her daughter, <laughs> dropped her at Tim Horton's coffee as she'd walk through the door. And uh, mom vented about that. Vented about it. <laughs> <laughs> look at this coffee. Just every girl, everywhere you look, <laughs> it's probably in your purse. This mother. Look at this every goddamn thing that I brought in here is wet than a bitch. Oh, what the f*** made me think I live a good life? Oh, but you can't have no coffee. You can be a good bitch and pray to G, but a bitch can't have a cup of coffee. You can have degrees, and you can be a good mother, but you can't have coffee. And I started to get an extra large. Do you know how much coffee that would have been? You can swim in an extra large. <laughs> Had my lips all fit for some top Tim Horton. All this shit is on your floor. Mother <laughs> come back from a doctor's appointment, had a good appointment, <laughs> gonna live another 15, 20 minutes, but a <laughs> can't have no coffee though. That's what a big guy, you can have some life, bitch, but you can't have no coffee. <laughs> Cause what you wanna do is take it and spread it all over your daughter's <laughs> house. <laughs> But won't none get in your lip? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> mad. <laughs> Have I said hello? I don't even know. Did I say hi? The hello. I love that lady. 
Jeez. That's the best my bad I've ever heard. I really do love that lady. Stir like MF yeah. and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Felt like that when I dropped a bottle of vodka in the middle of the in oh. Aspen. Oh. In the middle, like, we're, we just walked out of the liquor store, spent about $100 on this bottle of vodka, dropped it. Oh. And I sat there, and I cursed the whole time just by myself. You know? Anybody that listen. Sorry, brother. Man, it's it's tough. It's tough out there in the streets. It is. It is, yeah. man. It's tough. Let's go to NBC, Miss uh, Maria Taylor. Where, oh. are the, where are the Chiefs located, by the way? Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. Oh, all right. All right, so game one of the divisional round is done. The Kansas City Chiefs, they oh, move yeah, on. Yeah. Still South Park bit. Potty mouth. Yeah. Imagine when a bulging disc situation arrives at the broadcast desk mm. of Maria Taylor. Because that's way harder than Kansas City. Pause. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let's see. Oh, yesterday was a church day. Look in the beret, I've got the perfect church for our boss, Tim, to go to. Perfect church for this man right here. Listen to this church song. He's getting down. Hot Bible. My mouth waters for the things of God. One taste. A lot of armpits being shown. Yeah, the buddy. These <laughs> <laughs> boys are rocking, man. All right. Yeah. Fire for God. You know they got the T-tops off when they listen to their church yeah. music. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, sleeveless yeah. as hell. It's Trans Ams, man. <laughs> yeah. The only thing missing is the Marlboro Reds. A little bandana around the head. A little bandana. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what else I got for you boys. Mirrored sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those were cool. Oh, this is for the hockey fans right here. Oh. Uh, Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks. Not Canucks. <laughs> oh, no. Former wait. Washington Capitals coach Bruce Boudreaux has been fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. The team announced the change Sunday, less than a week after president of <laughs> hockey operations Jim Rutherford said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Rick Tukid was hired oh, as no. Boudreaux's replacement. She got every name wrong. Everything was wrong. She missed every name. A rare oh, over, man. So bad. Uh, Boudreaux. Hey, I, I can't laugh too Chuck. much. If, if you put me on a hockey beat, I wouldn't be much better. Yeah. I would know Canucks, but not yeah. much else. It's, it's too many vowels, bro. Too many vowels. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? There's like four different yeah. languages in the she, she missed every name. <laughs> she did. Uh, what's, what's the goaltender's name spelled R O? Y's last Whoa. name. Whoa. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Roy. Yeah. Patrick Roy. Uh, Brandon Roy's uncle. Roy. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that final play of the Cowboys. Uh, oh, oh, no. Final play. Uh, Mike Bassick had a rant about it earlier. But I also want to play like the TV audio of it because they were laughing as soon as Zeke lined up. And so you knew it was bad. Listen. They're declaring that Zeke Elliott is ineligible just by alignment, although they can laugh. You heard him laugh a little bit, just but <laughs> I can't believe they're doing this. <laughs> they're declaring that Zeke Elliott is ineligible just by alignment, although they can lateral him the ball. Final play, looks like barring a penalty. Prescott over the middle of the turret. Gets smoked right away. Yeah, that yeah, was unfortunate. Yeah, it was, it was really unfortunate. Yeah, I thought maybe you could do that, but you would have to, like, start lined up fairly normal and then get out to that and snap the ball, like, in four seconds. But you gave Mm -hmm. him, like, 45 seconds to talk about it, right? Yeah. Because the refs wanted to do something, and 
Did you like that at all, Brian? I, no, I was I, mean, I was intrigued at least. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, what they were trying to do is spread everybody out. So like the last thing that usually happens is one of those linemen catch the ball. And so you, you just kind of have them like as blockers. So you want to make sure that you have all your skill guys, perimeter players wide enough to maybe be able to throw it back and forth across the field. I do want to say A-plus by Zeke snapping it. That looked natural. Oh, no, yeah. And yeah. then he got blew up. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did, dude. He got blew up. And then he, and then he That's did. the last play of his Cowboy career. And then he, and then he did his best oh, Connor Williams. Oh. <laughs> do you think they put that still shot of Zeke on his back up in the star like they got the helmetless Witten running through no. uh, defenders? That's <laughs> awful, man. Uh, maybe the snap, though. That rusher was like, boy, Zeke's been chipping me all game long. Yeah. I'm about to get his yeah, ass. That's my time. Jeez. <laughs> uh, here's our very own Mike Bassett talking about those last few plays. Just run the outside wide receiver. Snap the ball. The dude is 15 yards away. Throw it to him. He takes two steps forward, two steps out of bounds, and you have your first and 10 with now 30 seconds to go. Instead, dumb <laughs> wants to run a six or seven yard route. Dumb number two throws that ball. Dumb number three, who was dumb number one, then doesn't. By the way, I lost count on how many. You know. Yeah, uh, it, went, yeah it went long. Really fight to go out of bounds. He's like, yeah, just softly push me out of bounds. Maybe he's too stupid to know the rules. So three dumb situations, two of them by the same dumb. But Dak was a dumb for throwing that too, and probably dumb. Kellen Moore called Jeez. a dumb play. So the dude who's 15 yards off only has to close by seven yards. Dumbass. <laughs> wow. You know how awesome it would have been if if Mike hadn't started a family and like he went off and became a manager after his playing days. Oh, dude. Him and, and like going 162 times a year, he did like a post game press conference as like a baseball skipper. Dude. He'd have blown Lou Pinnell out of the water. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. All righty, there it is, your champ and five challengers. Mom spilled her coffee. Maria Taylor, NBC, uh, perfect uh, church for the office. Ace Tim Callitz, Vancouver Canucks, final play, Greg Olson. Mike Bassick on the last couple of plays. That's going to be my vote today. And, and brought us, we're going to swing it counterclockwise. You have the vote, sir. Yeah, I'll go with Mike Bassick on the, that one, please. It's 2-0, Wooly Bully. I got to go Baskey as well. 3-0, Lucius. Like, as long as they didn't do that play, it would have been okay, bro. That play just made it look crazy. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go with Mama and her coffee. Chief? Go Baskey. By a score of 4-1. to one. And your new G-Bag of the Day champion once again, Mike Bassick from the KNC Masterpiece. Longtime host here in the G-Bag Nation. Okay, uh, that's the G-Bag of the Day. Now it's time for Krusty's Corner, and where are we going with that, sir? Yeah, we had a chance to look at the all 22 of that one. I'll do my best to break it down for you. We'll do that next. Well, thank you very much, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And it is time now for Krusty's Corner. Here's the king of the Krusty's, Brian Broaddus. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. Um, Bobby and I are doing a Love of the Star podcast tonight. So if uh, I know Bobby's tweeted out, if you want to get your questions answered and all that just make sure you tweet at him or uh, me and uh get we'll see if you get your questions answered but looking forward to that we're gonna keep that going through the draft too by the way the love of the star stuff thank you a lot, yeah, to, get, awesome. lot, to, lot to get into on that but appreciate everybody out there that listens to it and uh is a big part of that i was gonna also tell you gavin before i get to this uh, film you know you, you you're you're talking about you went on dallascowboys.com yeah. And they had that critical thing. Yeah, the uh, yeah. at Dallas Cowboys tweet. Yeah. At, yeah. So it's funny that like 
when I was on this morning with them, I do the break with Derek and Ambar and Nick. And those guys immediately went after Dak. Yeah. Like immediately. That's just a big difference. That just shows, you know, when you talk about like ownership and stuff like that, letting you be, you know, critical and, you know, yeah. about the team and stuff like that. It's one of the big reasons why this, when you follow along on DallasCowboys.com, that you're, you're going to get, you're going to get, it ain't going to be any kind of fluff things. No, they do it's a great gonna, job. They do a really good job with that. So anyway. No, I didn't mean what I said to suggest that they did pull no, punches no. in any way. No, no, no. That, that's what that's what I, I thought you. I were just saying. thought it was remarkable that more and more more and more outlets that would have always been neutral are now cr- critical of Dak, and I, yeah. I think this is a turning part in, in the story arc. I felt like last night when we were doing the post game show, and correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, that that there was a lot more of people that have like I can't defend anymore. Yeah. I can't I can't defend the player anymore. Absolutely. I I think that that uh, that was the feeling. It certainly is is mine. I mean, in these playoff games, a lot of it comes down to the quarterback play. Yeah. And especially in that game. Well, the uh, the interceptions didn't look good in in that regard. By the way, your defense, not the defense played really, really well in this game. That was awesome. We went into this game talking about how how do you stop this guy? How do you stop that guy? How do you? You know, if you look at they over, really brought that we have something to prove energy. They mm-hmm. did, and it was it they was did. jumping off the tele, television. It really was yeah. I mean, physical, it, man. They were they were hitting those dudes, and it was like gang tackling yeah. all over the place. It was it was awesome. It's a shame that they they had in this game a couple of opportunities for some turnovers. They, they could have got Brock Purdy at least twice. Yeah, on some turnovers, I, I for sure that you know the 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 drops. I think Wilson the the one. You know, when Micah Parsons was blitzing on that play. I mean, and, and it's when he did the old Reggie White. We saw it on TV, that hump move oh, where that's what Reggie, yeah, yeah, Reggie used to take. And if he felt like that your weight was on the outside foot, he would just take you and just throw you. And that just shows you, Michael Michael Parsons, what he's capable of doing. That ball should have been picked off. A, a, a guy, I mean, he's not small, but he is not large compared to defensive linemen. No. I've never seen a guy that small be no. able to have that kind of leverage on he, somebody. He plays with great leverage. And I'll tell you and his what. his explosion. He, like, he just ridiculous. Let me tell you what. He had some good rushes against Trent Williams. Yeah, he did. I, I didn't know how many times that they were going to put him over there against Trent Williams. But, man, he, he more than held his own over there yeah. having to deal with that. And in that game, he had to deal with a lot of chip blocks and things like that. You know, defensively, if you look at it too, it, it wasn't a great game. We were very hopeful that Leighton Vander Esch was going to play well in this game. Barr was going to play well. They, they really, really didn't play like to the level that they needed. I mean, it to me, it's they were part of, of keeping them under twenty. But some of the late runs when they started oh, to get oh, when they started the to get wore down. Gotcha. That's where that's to me. It's like early in that game they were able to kind of hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, and that and then they and then all of a sudden it's the 49ers kind of figured some things out. And then Van Der Esch and Barr and those guys got a little bit more exposed on that play. But on on the on that particular point of the game. All right. Um the first interception on the third and nine for Dak. They're going max protection. So max protection means that they're going to keep the tight end in. Uh Schultz is going to stay in, in this. And what what happens is they they pick up the blitz. The 49ers are actually going to blitz on the play and they're going to pick it up. And Dak, honestly, he had, and I know earlier he tried to throw a pass to Zeke in the flat, and it was, and he threw a pass to Zeke and then one to Pollard, 
that were too high. In this case, he had Zeke in the flat, and you know, instead of trying to throw the ball down the field to Gallup, you know, and he was, and as you mentioned, you're right, Zach, the ball was late. His decision to throw it was late, and what happens was that they were able to get pressure on him. Uh, Biotish gave up a little pressure inside to Armstead, so mm-hmm. Dak is now throwing, and then he's got Armstead coming at him. So now he's trying to throw the ball over the top of Armstead. And then the ball kind of flutters out there a little bit and, you know, it doesn't get to where it needs to be. But if he throws that ball earlier, that play's got actually got a chance on the outside. But he's just, it's, it's so, it's so late that it, you know, if he could have, if he could have just swung the ball to, to, uh, to Zeke, they might've had a first down on that play on that third and nine. It would have been really close at the sticks. The second interception is that, uh, he's just got to hit. He's got to hit Lamb on the spot. The, the, it's a funny route combination, which you've got to that side. You've got you got Hilton's trying to basically run a slant or a post, and then you've got Schultz trying to run the out or the bench. So you got an up and inside, an out, and then you've got just with a spot or a curl inside. Well, if Dak just throws the ball, I mean, he sees Lamb the whole entire time. And he just doesn't throw the ball. And maybe he's looking at it. I, I don't know. I mean, he's looking in that direction because of the route combinations. But if he hits if he hits Lamb right on the spot, it's going to be a first down. But Lamb detects that he's in trouble. And so now he takes off. Lamb doesn't know that they're playing four across underneath. And Ward's about to step right under. And that's the under. That's the under part right there because – it the, the 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 post does nothing or the slant does nothing to ward and then the bench route does nothing or the out doesn't move him so now you just got Jimmy Ward just sitting there he's watching he's watching Dak sure. and he sees he sees that he's now going to try and fit the ball inside to Lamb and again to Lamb is detecting that Dak is not throwing the ball to me early I got to move mm-hmm. and he doesn't see Ward. So he takes himself towards Ward. Dak doesn't see him. The receiver doesn't see him. That's why post game last night, remember last uh, CD goes, Hey, that one's on me. Yeah. He took responsibility. He for took that responsibility one. because your quarterback he, still needs to know that Jimmy absolutely. Ward, that yeah, not, that, absolutely. not try to force yeah. that ball. But yeah. Respect to CD for that. And it's also the defense showing the respect to CD that they've been showing, which is we'll bracket you. We don't care about anybody else. Yeah. No one else can beat us. Yeah. And that, and that was, so he ran, he ran at to try and clear himself in a zone. You just want to sit down. You don't keep running in a zone. And he ran himself right into into Ward, and that's how the ball got knocked up in the air. I felt like in this game there were three plays that that Bosa, Nick Bosa beat you on. I feel like there were three plays, all three of them against Tyron Smith. And other than that, though, didn't feel like that, that Nick Bosa was a huge, huge, huge factor in this game. I know there were things they were they, they pretty much were able to kind the of— The holds weren't against him? No, mm. no. The thing about it is, though, I thought, he, I thought he did draw one on Tyler Smith. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, he no. The, Tyler he, had the false start. Tyler had the, the false, false start, start but, to start the game, but he did draw the hold. Excuse me. I think yeah, that's the, the one okay. hold he had. You're yeah, absolutely right. That about was early. That. Yeah, yeah. But, but, and he had he had five pressures. I mean, Parsons had eight. Yeah, you can Bosa live with that. Could have had ten. I, it, it, to me, five, to me, yeah. if you look at the plays that were just killer, they were second and goal 
on the uh, you know, and this is in the third quarter, second and goal. And Tyron Smith, this is when they ran the ball. They tried to run the ball. They pull Noah Brown inside to block. And if 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 Zeke takes the ball and runs it right at that hole, it's probably going to be. It's the play's probably going to hit. The problem is, uh, Tyron Smith whiffed on the block on Bosa, and he came down and made the play for no gain. Is right? this down down in the red area? Yeah, this yeah. is second and goal down there in the, in the third quarter. So then you get the whiff by Smith, and then the very next play on third and goal, you get Bosa does a spin move on on uh, on Tyron Smith, and that's where you get the and you get the pressure there. So Dak has to step up to make the throw. He tries to force the ball. That's another one that luckily wasn't intercepted. The ball bounces off Zeke, goes straight in the air. Ooh, but yeah. those were back-to-back plays. The third, nerve-wracking. Yeah, the third time is the ball that went all the way down the field to uh, down there with uh, with Michael Gallup. Oh yeah. If if in the, Tyron Smith gets compressed and now Dak's trying to make the throw, he can't really step into it or make the throw or get through the throw because he's you know he's got Tyron Smith right on top of him as he's trying to throw the ball. That's why it had so much problems getting all the way uh, to the outside there. So those were some killer plays that were in this football game, the interceptions, uh, and then what, what Bosa was been able to do. I worried about him even doing more, but uh, you know, I thought the Cowboys, they held up for the best they could. It's a shame that Tyron Smith was a guy that gave up those three plays that I kind of determined were big for Nick Bosa in this game. There he is, Brian Broaddus in Krusty's Corner, former NFL scout, the only Cowboys media member that gets to look at the film immediately after the game and has had reports every Cowboys Monday throughout the season. Of course, now when this is said and done, before too long we'll be heading to the draft. And, We're working and Brian, on that, yeah. Uh, Will, uh, 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 captain, uh, the, the top uh, NFL draft coverage available. Okay, so it's time now to go NFL true or fart false as... Woolchuck will take us through some of the bigger storylines from the divisional weekend next here in the nation. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.